כל רמה, 102.3 FM, מרגישים קיץ באוויר. אני דוד גודמן, נמצא איתי הרב סקוט בולטון, ואנחנו כאן בתוכנית הראשונה שלנו ב"שומעים קהילה". ננסה ללמוד קהילה, לחשוב קהילה ולבנות קהילה. ואנחנו... חושבים שקהילה זה לא משהו שרק לומדים עליו, זה משהו שגם חיים אותו וגם שומעים אותו. ולכן החלטנו לקרוא לתוכנית שומעים קהילה, ונמצא איתי כאן באולפן הרב סקאט בלטון, ואנחנו ננסה לחשוב על המקומות שבהם אנחנו פוגשים את הקהילה. בספרים שלנו, ובחיים שלנו, במחשבות שלנו, ובאדמה שעליה אנחנו דורכים. So, Rabbi Scott, it's an honor. Welcome. So good to be here with my uh, holy friend, David Goodman, from Tzavit Chinuch. It's been an amazing start of uh, Camp Ramah, uh, Berkshire's summer 2019. Here we are. And... Uh, You know, the conscious decision was made to put this phrase on the name tags of all of the Madrichim and Kola Kavota, every member of this staff here at Machne Rama. They're Bonim Kila. Bonim Kila. What does it mean, Bonim Kila? Yeah, and actually, uh, there was a debate about which Hebrew phrasing to use. So I think uh, probably it's better if you get into the Ivrit, especially <laughs> Meachareze. But what does it really mean to build Kila? We're all building Kila here. The questions are, what does the word what does the phrase Kila really mean? What does it require of us as well when we say we're building a Kila? And can you really learn it? Can you really learn how to do it? That's really what we're asking, and we're hoping that people will call in and talk to us about, you know, feet on the ground. What did you do to build Kila? But why did they choose Bonim Kila as the phrase, David? Yes, so just uh, to elaborate, we are here, we are live broadcasting, so you can call us at 128, and if you have any idea what does it mean to build a Keilah, so we would like to hear it. For me, what does it mean, Bonim Keilah? It means that uh, our social dynamics... has meaning it's it's a process it's not a, it's not something that just happening it's something you create bonim it's a very very active verb it's um it's really it's building it's creating because we can think about our connection 
with our society as something that just happens to be. Though then our society, it's, it's, uh, it's an accidental society. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we, we know that people think that life happens. Life can happen to them. But life is what you make of it. Every minute you get of every day, every interaction with someone can really make a difference. So the, when you say social dynamics, how we really create and recreate a friendship, how we create a group happening, a chance for a group to interact with someone they know very well or they don't know really that much and learn from each other or do some kind of fun activity with each other. This is the real, real building kihila that we're talking about. Yes, yes. It's like um, there, there can be a group of people that do everything together, but they are not kihila. They just happen to do everything together. Right, right. Uh, but... Uh, you can do just the same thing with some amount of listening with we call it in Hebrew arvut it's not that you are just standing near me we have something that connecting between both of us do you, do you think that arvut arvut means this kind of interconnectedness We are really supposed to be a little bit more interconnected and in thinking about each other and caring for one another and helping create an even more either intense or meaningful experience when we think about building Kila. Do you think that Aravut is something that people come into the experience with? Like they feel this sense of responsibility and engagement? Or is it inspired by what happened and therefore we just kind of see Kila happening After the fact, which, which direction do you go with it? Because I think that Midrash that says, which you reminded me of just now in using the word, um, you could either kind of go into it, into an experience with a sense that you're going to take responsibility for someone, or afterwards you realize, wow, you know, I just helped this person solve a problem. That's real Kila. I just... Expressed so, care. So if, you, if the question you raised was how to build Kehila, Ech Bonim Kehila, so I think that uh, Arvut can be a, a really important stone because Arvut meaning, has a meaning that I want to be involved. I want to be involved. It's some sort of a motivation guideline uh, and um, you can have the Arvut b- before the Keila exists w- which send me to another question we are speaking about Bonim Keila and we are speaking about life in camp as something that is already a Keila and already an existing community right. So, when we build something, usually we are going outside for a while, and then we are building it. Right, you have to <laughs> run to Home Depot, get your supplies, you need yeah, the right yes, tools. Yes, and, and there is an order. First you right. build, and then you are going inside to live in. But here, Bonim Keila is a special kind of building, because you, you cannot 
rent another house and wait for the Keilah to, build it, uh, to be built and then to come to live in it. Like, you need to live within the Keilah and to build it in the same time. So, right. So I was thinking about this issue because the way I was translating Bonim Keilah right from the first time I saw it was the ones who are building Keilah in this established, very door-la-door kind of camp, right? Because you had people who came before us, who are some of whom return as staff, some of whom are here to hang out on any given day. Uh, Gesher was initiated, I hear, and those who were part of Gesher were part of the first rounds of all of that kind of reality. The generations over time build and built the Kilah that you become a part of and then here you are, Kites 2019, you're building it. So the ones who are building the Kilah and and even building upon the Kilah, if you're going to really look for a translation that speaks to what folks are doing when they become part of the Bonim group, the ones who are building. This very present tense active kind of verb and that's why we want to hear from people we're, we're thinking about it philosophically but we'd love to hear how you're building kihila out there or what you think kihila really means right we're talking about people feeling responsible for one another as part of kihila but are there other values that really are at the core of what a kihila is and that's kind of the question i want to throw back to you so i I am teaching radio here in camp, like beside my Yahadut stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my uh, encounters with Kehila building this week was to sit here in the studio and to see the campers speaking to the microphone from one side, but looking to the sides to see whether there is anyone else that want to say something. And this is the idea that I'm looking for in, in a Kehillah. It's like, continue to do um, what you are doing, but you can look around to see whether there is someone who wants to get involved and uh, want to join you to do what, whatever you're doing. Mm. That's, that's nice. So, in other words, you, you want to do for yourself and with, uh, with a sense that you belong here. You, know, you need to have a, a place. You need to have a station. Like you talk about the radio. You need to have your numbers. You need to know where you are on the dial. But you also are looking a little beyond that to see who's listening, who wants to participate with me, who wants to expand this conversation, who wants to be in this with me. And you're open to that. You know, you're sharing part of yourself. On the radio, you're speaking, you're telling a story. You want to see who's open to that. And if you get shut out of that or shut down, it doesn't feel so great, right? So building key law in that sense is opening up and others doing their job listening. You know, the, the great Talmudic way of saying that we're ready to listen is that we should listen twice as much as we speak because we have two ears and one mouth, right? <laughs> So, we're listening for you. Yes. So, I think the the best uh, song to open with 
can be Lechadodi. First of all, because we have this program now in, in a Friday afternoon, and we were speaking about doing the same thing that everyone doing, but together. And this is the idea of Lechadodi. Lechadodi Likrat Kala Penei Shabbat Nekabela. Likrat Shabbat Lechu Venelcha. It's something that we want to do together. And we are welcoming the Shabbat. How? By collecting ourselves as a kehila. And here, here I will add, as a kehila kdosha, as a chavura kdosha. Because the yeah, origin... A holy, a holy community, definitely. Yes. Because... I've been, always been struck by this. Nelcha. So we turn our attention to Shabbat HaMalka, the Sabbath Queen. Here we want to do this together. We feel this achdut, we feel this unity of our presence together, but also beyond that with the Shekhinah, with God's presence on Shabbat. And Nelcha, it's in the plural, we're going to go together to greet her, meaning we have an active role in creating the Sabbath experience. It doesn't just fall on us. It just... It's not something that happens, again, back to this idea. Life can happen to you, but you don't want it just to happen. We're going to go actively. And I've always been struck by this. You think there was uh, this, when they wrote the poetry in Tzfat in the 16th century, do you think they had in mind, Nelcha is just one letter away from Halacha. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like there's a way that Jews have, a way of walking in the world, that makes us really a unique culture on the face of the earth. And we have to be ready to do that. And a kehila kedosha, it's not just we have Hebrew words for the idea of community. We're actually trying to define a kind of way we walk and we dance on the earth. I, I, th- I think it, it is. It's like, first of all, it's the halicha. Like, uh, th- there is an introduction to lechadodi, which is one of the chavura, one of the group says, let's go and welcome Shabbat out in the Chakal Tapuchin Kadishin, out in the apple field. The apple orchard, right? The, the only apple orchard. Yes, which is like a great metaphor for like uh, the holy paradise. And uh, here is a shout out for uh, our Chava, our farm, that behind it there is uh, an apple orchard that is called Chakal Tapuchin Kadishin. Right, you want to you really get in touch with Masay Bereshit, with the works of creation? Just go see how each week the plants are growing and changing, and the colors are just blossoming on the farm and behind at the orchard. Wow. Yes, and here th- this group, like, it's, a, it's a, such a familiar poem, Lechadodi, we would have think we will find it, I don't know. In the Bible, or in the Mishnah, or in the Talmud. But no, we are speaking about 2,000 years later. We are speaking about 16th century in Sfat. But as you said, Kehila is something that goes from door to door, from generation to generation. And in the 16th century, they realized something about Shabbat that really continues the same building of Shabbat that we learn about in the book of Genesis and in the book of Exodus and later on and the tractate of Shabbat of the rabbis. And in the 16th century they are saying, how can we as a Chavura can continue to build this sacred value 
of Shabbat and they, they realize we want to go toward it. We want to walk because we can find it with our ground. Uh, on our ground, it's... Right. Here it's in this he- world, here in our lives, here in our generation, we're going to find Shabbat and we're mm-hmm. going to take on that responsibility to create the Kehillah that includes everyone just like we, we do here uh, on Shabbat evening. And that's why this song is really a powerful reminder, not just about the mystical version of the Sabbath Queen and what's going on in, in, up in the cosmos. It's what's happening right down here. It's what's happening. We're turning together to really bring Shabbat, to make Shabbat. We use this verb in English. Does, you make Shabbat. You, you don't just experience it or it just doesn't happen to you again. Back to this real anchor we're talking about today. Let's not make it happen. Let's make Kehillah Kedoshah a reality by turning towards Shabbat. So when you are going into the amphitheater and you will listen and you will sing together, think about this moment in your lifetime. You are together with your bank friends, together with your madrich and madricha, you are welcoming this place and this time of holiness into our world here in the Berkshires. Lechadodi Likrat Kala.
זה היה איציק אשל עם לך דודי מאוד מאוד שמח ואנחנו כאן We are here I am David Goodman with Rabbi Scott Bolton and we are speaking about the place of Shabbat within our Keilah as something that we are creating together as some as like a If we are getting together, if we are building such and uh, if building a Kela is uh, something that is so important for us, probably there is a purpose for it, and Shabbat could be one of the purpose, one of the values that we can insert into our life if we are thinking about Kela definitely I, I agree that. If it's so central to Akilah Kadosha in Jewish terms to make Shabbat together, then we are allowed to ask, like, what's the reason behind that for each of us individually as well as for ourselves as an entire community? And uh, there are some wonderful ways of thinking about Akilah and being a member of Akilah that are very personal, like we were talking about Arivud before. And that everybody feels a sense of obligation towards each other and a desire to connect with each other. And then in Jewish tradition, we could say that Akilah is about the individual members and their values and what they bring. But there are also these greater, greater meta-structures, right? The frameworks of Jewish life and culture from throughout you know, the generations. And Shabbat is one of those. Shabbat is the framework we want to fill the canvas. We want that framework to work. We want that to be the frame. We want to fill the canvas. And we're going to now paint this picture of Shabbat. David, uh, I want you to start to paint the picture of a Shabbat that someone engages. Is it something that we're kind of only receiving from the outside? Or is it something that people are creating from within? So here, like, uh, usually... When you have like a free day, so your first thought is, where would I go? Like, I, I need to book a vacation. I have a free day. I have a free time. Right, I just saw how to use Google Flights over here. <laughs> yes, It's exactly. Incredible. You know, you just say which city you want to fly to, which city you want to get to. Shows you the map. You know, if you can afford the numbers. Bonatus, we, we, we're off into the world, but uh, Shabbat is not about flying out there over the oceans. Yes, and so here the Masechet Shabbat starts with the idea of Yetziot Shabbat, like that you're not supposed to take things out from the place they, they are. And here the Bible says, Al ish Shabbat. No one should... go out from his place in the day of, of the yeah, Sabbath. There's a, there's a defined area for Shabbat, Chum Shabbat. We, have, we make a certain kind of set of boundaries. We, we, we want there to be a consciousness about where we are. Yes, so the idea like some sort doing like a, a turnover because Instead of going out for the vacation, right. the vacation comes to us because... Yes, Shabbat so, is a day of vacation, and it takes some creating. Vacations, 
create like all those schedules and all the time. You don't want to miss anything. So yes, right, because, right on that level, Shabbat is requires our active creation of the day of Shabbat, making Shabbat. Because so many times, like I've been to a vacation, and during the time of the vacation, I was thinking about my next vacation. <laughs> because you can just try to get somewhere, but your mind doesn't allow to himself to really slow down. Right. And Shabbat say, no, if you want to get to the vacation... It's not about changing your place, finding a new location. A vacation is like knowing how to have different kind of engagement with time. And this is Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel called Shabbat a temple in time. Because he, sa- he taught us that you need to find a spot within your place and within your heart, within your body and heart and soul for Shabbat. Because unless you will, you will have the intention to create, to build your Shabbat. So again, as we said in the beginning of, uh, 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 of the program, Shabbat also can come and go accidentally, like uh, with with no connection to your own restfulness. But the idea of Al Komo and of Kabbalat Shabbat, of welcoming the Shabbat, is not only here Shabbat come and go. It's here Shabbat you came, and and I found such a central point, such a central place for you within my week, within my time. And here in camp, we stop all of the shigra, all of the ordinary stuff, and we are saying, we can be in the exact same place, sleep in the same bank, eat in the same dining room, but live in a different kind of atmosphere. And this is the power of Kehillah that can create such a shift of atmosphere. Right, it's the power of being one of the Bonim Kehillah. When you decide that you're going to change this experience of time, in your same place, week to week, you're really building one of the foundational parts of a Kehillah Kedosha, of a holy Jewish community, in any space, in any place, in any city, and you're becoming the agent of that uh, community when you do your part. So the question, you know, feet on the ground kind of question, how are you preparing for Shabbat? Because that is what it means to be a Bonet Keilah. What are the kind of things your bunk is doing? What are the kind of ways that you're attaching yourself to this Yom Shishi? Because what, what I love is this uh, wonderful story uh, about one of Rav Soloveitchik's greatest talks to his students. He said, there's a lot of, there's even, there's a lot of Shabbat Jews. 
some way relate to Shabbat. They like the idea of menucha. They like the idea of resting. And this, that's why the word vacation can really me- speak to a lot of people about Shabbat. You've got to take a break from, from the work. But there's a lot of work that goes into really making the space for that different kind of a day, that different experience of time. And he would uh, ask everybody, so how many Yom Shishi Jews do you know? How many Friday Shabbat preparers do you know? How many people do you know who really, really take it upon themselves? And, and the Rambam, I think that's what he meant, when Adam mechabedet beto. I was struck by the Rambam's look at how a person should conduct himself, herself, on a Friday. And that is, at some point, I've got to really be part of the Bonim Keilah. I've got to, myself, do my part to really create the Shabbat space, not only for myself, but for others. Because the bayit is a shared space. Machne Ramaz, our bayit now. We're all here. This is yeah. our home. Yes, and we, if we were speaking about Arvut as part of, of the Kila, so what is the other name of Yom Shishi? Erev Shabbat. So we can uh, think about it as the evening, because Erev is an evening, the evening that comes before Shabbat. But we can take what you said about Mechabed Beito and Mishet Tarach Be'erev Shabbat Yochal Be'Shabbat. Erev Shabbat, it's the day that is Arev. Arev for Shabbat. It helps Shabbat to come. And here in this Yom Shishi, we will listen to a very nice nigun that will help us to connect the time of Friday to this wonder that will come just in a few hours and we already want to feel the atmosphere so would you like to say a few words about this nigun? Just that it's one of those great treasures that you can discover by uh, switching your keyboard over to Hebrew. Right? Look down at the letters, even if you don't have them, fi- figure out which, which key to pluck and put in Alma. Ayin Lamed Mem Aleph. And there's a world of beautiful soul-searching music that will help you make every Yom Shishi uh, Erev Shabbat. Alma, Nigun Livnaya.
We'd love to hear from you how you're building Kehillah, building community this summer at Machane Rama. We are here in the studio, David Goodman and myself, Rabbi Scott Bolton, exploring ideas about what it means to be a Kehillah, be a Kehillah Kedoshah. And we started off talking about individuals and how they feel a responsibility and obligated towards each other. As the Midrash says, they feel like they want to not only be heard, but they want to be good listeners. And then we talked about this idea that Shabbat is a perfect time for that. And Shabbat is something we consciously build. We build a palace in time, as Heschel told us. Palace in time. And that experience of time we have on Shabbat is very different here at the same camp where we're using tools in the garden and cleats to, for chug and uh, even when we put our cleats on on Shabbat it's something a little different it's really a different experience to be with your your bunk your chug and to have one another uh, as bonim kila as shomre Shabbat as Shabbat maker Shabbat Keepers, and it keeps us. We know Shabbat keeps us. And let me turn it back then to that individual experience of time and talk about beyond Erev Shabbat, which we spoke about Friday night, and all the great ways we changed the Chadar Ochel to experience Sudat Shabbat, the meals of Shabbat. So we went to sleep. Let's say we went to sleep, and now we're up. It's Shabbat morning. And before we get to all the fun and the relaxation of the afternoon, you know, we come together. And what does a kila do? Kila comes together for tefillah, comes together for prayer. And when we come together for prayer, remember, just think about it. You, you walk into that prayer space. Are you really consciously making that a different space, just like Shabbat is a different time? So first of all, um, praying... It's another thing that we are doing in a tzibur, in a kahal. Um, but also, we can do it alone. And here I have a very nice quote from uh, Yehuda Amichai that says, Gam letfilat yachid tzarich shnaim. And he means that uh, when you are praying, you are never alone because... You are praying towards someone. You are praying towards towards something. Likrat kala. Likrat kala. And uh, praying is like making room within yourself for something else, for you, something different, for for yeah. the divine. You, to be in your inside deeply, inside yourself deeply, to be thinking about... God who's transcendent, who's ain't so without end, but way beyond our own bodily experience, our own experience of this world. Uh, you think Yudha Amichai there really meant, right, a God who's outside of us? Or did he mean Shnaim? It could be that there's a soul and there's a body. You think he was talking about God or you think he's talking about the soul? So I took it uh, like... I took it a bit out of context uh, because uh, Yehuda Michai, uh, like part of the idea of his poetry is like to rebel uh, uh, against the 
idea, the religious idea of God is uh, because he see God is something that uh, that never listens <laughs> and so the continuous of this uh, sentence is תמיד אחד שמתנועה והשני שלא נע הוא אלוהים so here is like trying to rebel against God uh, and we need to listen to this rebellion but the, the idea is that um, maybe if we can help God to move with us to, to that fila and it could be either the God is like some sort of a, a transcendence idea but also as you said uh, God is something that uh, dwells within me right and I, I, I don't want to like a uh, answer to define to give a to define answer because I know that uh, for some people the God that they connect to is something that really need to be out of everything that we know and we can know and for other it's really the God that dwells within their soul and for other and for right. some they are both but but Whatever it is, it's this making room. It's this idea of dialogue. Yeah. And even sometimes to live, maybe Jewish spirituality in and of itself, Ruchaniut, is living either with the, the realization, Loana, that you don't get the direct answer. And you live with the big questions. It's also not having a sense that maybe, especially, is it our age? Is it every age? I don't even, I'm not aware of a soul life or a spiritual life. And maybe it's the search for it. But I, I find it fascinating that even when he's claiming that God's not answering, that he's still saying it takes shnaim. Exactly. Is that chevruta? Is that arrivim zelaze? It still takes me in relationship to another, at least another living soul in the world or another aspect of this grand creation. I've always seen that sense that he had is I need to have relationship and kind of gets back to the fundamental idea that we at least have an interiority. We have an internal life. And that's one of the ideas I think that comes out of our tefillah Ahav Arabah before we are going to sing Shema together. Yeah, and when we sing Shema together, right? That's like one of those... Shema is Kabbalat Ol Malchut Shemaim. It's like... And it's together. I obey. We are all obey. Somehow, in most most cases, everybody's on time with Shema. I'm always amazed. There's no one like a Makela leader up there. There's There's no leader of the choir. But we bring that Shema out together in the kilos where we pray. I'm sorry for interrupting, but... It just reminded me like one of the beautiful images that uh, came to my mind is Vatikin uh, in Shavuot, the dawn prayer of Shavuot, the, dawn, the shacharit, the early, early shacharit. After uh, you didn't uh, slept all night in the holiday of Shavuot and you are going to the Kotel Amaravi in Yerushalayim. And the place is packed, totally packed. You cannot see anything. And there is a lot, that there is a specific time in which you can say the Shema. Mm. And you cannot say it a moment earlier. So everyone 
walking to the Kotel and they are arriving and they are putting their talit and tefillin. They are saying Birkot HaShachar and Psukei Dezimra and the brachot that before Shema. And then they are all synchronized to this specific point when the sun is beginning to rise. And then you can see probably more than 10,000 people saying together Shema. And it's like a wave. You can just hear yeah. it. Shema. Shema. Just to that ocean of prayer, that sea of prayer that you jump into every Shabbat morning. So that's a beautiful image on Shavuot, and it's so many thousands. I love to think about the globe turning and the sun just peeking out at each point in the diaspora lands as well. And hearing Shema across the globe, a little bit of a different Tom, a little bit of a different accent with Jews around the world. And that, you know, if uh, Yerushalayim for me is center too, right? So that's the Shema that I want to say I hear first or somehow hear first. But just thinking about all the different time zones in the world and the Shema and in this time zone, Shema and in that time zone. And this kind of echoing one another reminds me of the eternity. It reminds me of the eternity of the Jewish people and, and so many generations who have sang out Shema. And when I think about the individuals who raise their voices, to bring it back to Avar here, what I really think about is beyond Arivut. I think you have, if you bring yourself to a perspective that I'm going to walk this earth with more love than hate or abundant love, and I'm going to really live this experience like we say in the tefillah and the poetry of the prayer book. We say that God loved us with an abundant love, a great love. But if we're created in the divine image and we go out and we spread love in a real way, we are doing beyond arevut, we're being so generous to each other. We're, we're constantly asking ourselves, how can I be generous with my friend, with my neighbors, with people I don't know yet? in Maeda, with people I haven't met yet or who are new to me because they're running a pula at camp and I really have to get to know them. And then internally, the tefillah goes on. And what does it mean to be ready as a person in a kehillah, a kehillah kedoshah? I have to take time on Shabbat and use that different space and different kind of time to think, Tain Bili Benu, put into our hearts to understand to become enlightened to, to learn something new about myself as I'm ready to do it about others to, to really listen to really learn to say something to teach something and which gets back to the very essence of our conscious participation in building Kilak Dosha so I don't know if that's the moment for you in tefillah where you turn inwardly and really think about yourself as the prayer versus the minion you're with or the big group like we have on, you know, different mekomot uh, for prayer for tefillah here at Ramah. What's the moment that you go inside and then you're committing to the kind of achdut that Shema represents, oneness that Shema represents in terms of kilah? So I think that Avar it's really a great uh, turning point uh, exactly because in on one side you are turning 
inside ותן בליבנו, like speaking about myself and uh, it's very important like to find it within myself but part of the idea of this blessing is that myself is not just who I think I am it's not just who I call David because there is myself like pieces of myself all around and the Kehillah is part of what I call self and that's why after we say V'ten belibenu I'm praying V'havieinu l'shalom me'arba kanfot ha'aretz because something within like touching the heart the love that, that is within me helps me to understand that also those people in my keila they are part of me and if I want to get to the echad of the shema I need to collect different pieces of myself that surrounds me that are there in, through time through places through people because because part of the definition of myself is the place that I'm living and the people that I'm living with yeah, yeah. and this I think creates for a really amazing s- spiritual read or really kind of personal read of that phrasing from Avarabah that, that sentence V'havienu l'shalom me'arbakan for aretz v'tolichenu komamiyut l'aratzenu That does not have to only mean that someone at one point in time expressed the hope that we would be gathered as uh, people who spread around the globe, who's in every corner of the diaspora, to the Holy Land, to Admar Kodesh. What it could mean very much so is what David's saying is that we should have peace with ourselves, within ourselves, and understand that we are made not only of our own sense of who we are, but others and their love and their care and their perception of who we are and their understandings of who we are. And when, when we're gathering all of that, we are artsenu. We are on our new holy ground right here. This is our, our land. This is Shalanu. So it can happen right here in this moment that we could be gathered right at Machane Rama in our Mekomot Filah and afterwards on Shabbat and, and other days. But that's really high-level prayer kind of philosophy, right? How about it? Do you ever feel the power of the Kehillah at Minyan or at prayer at Tefillah? Uh, what's one time this week already that you really felt that you were part of something special, uh, part of the Kehillah, part of the Kehillah Kedoshah at Machane Ramah? If we don't get any calls today... Which it doesn't sound like we're going to. Uh, I hope that the next time we're on, you're going to remember to call in at, at extension 128 and share with us, how are you bonim kila? How are you one of the ones building our kila? We want to shomim kila. Shomim kila, this is us. It's me, David Goodman. It's Rabbi Scott Bolton. It's Tzavet Chinuch that will come and join. And whoever is with us, and want to say something and help us to understand how to build Kehillah. Let's give some examples. 
uh, of how people can build kila beyond this tzevet uh, chinuch kind of language. If you think that you're building an amazing kila with your chug, come be on our show. If you are experiencing holy community, kila kadosha, when you go out to the farm with that group you're there with, let us know. If you, in the uh, omanut pula you have, if you're making art and somehow that created a unique kind of experience of kila, come share it with us. We want to talk to you to shomim kila, to hear about how you're bonim kila. And let's end this program with a prayer, with a Shabbat prayer, that this Shabbat that comes will really find our missing pieces and help us to realize that those people that usually we think about them as just other human beings are part of ourselves, our identity. And Havienu Shalom Marbakan Fotaretz because we are all around and our community is part of our own presence. And that's the promise of Shabbat. And Kol Yisrael Arrevim Zelaze. We're really like the evening hours, like the beautiful sunsets, really blended like the shades and hues of the sun setting on a Yom Shishi ready for Shabbat to bring it in together to make it happen to create the palace in time that we need every week of our lives so here from Kol Rama 102.3 FM מרגישים קיץ באוויר מרגישים שבת באוויר אחרינו תהיה פה תוכנית הגן תוכנית המשלחת ומוזיקה, הרבה הרבה מוזיקה לערב שבת ועכשיו אנחנו נסובב את פנינו We will turn around and we will just say to the Shabbat בואי בשלום May you come in peace because you came for us and we we just love it Shalom